introvert or extrovert, it doesn't really matter. The true power of culture happens when collaboration comes together. When you're able to work towards a common goal with other people, then you're able to level up sooner. You're able to scale quicker. And the honest truth is we as humans are naturally inclined to run in packs. And that's what we're going to talk about. And that's exactly what this book, The Culture Code, instilled in my brain. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Real Estate Agent Playbook, helping you win at the game of real estate every day. Here is your host, Jeremy Kane. What's up, guys? Coach Kane, Real Estate Agent Playbook, bringing you another book review. Oftentimes in these Facebook groups and things, people are talking about what books are you reading? I absolutely read 10 pages a day. And believe it or not, I've read probably 10, 15, 20 books already this year just by doing that. Don't worry, I'm not reading little kids books, but always want to share what I'm finding and make recommendations. I will link the Culture Code book on Amazon below. It's not an affiliate code or anything, just like to show you where to find these things. So as always, please reach out, like, comment, subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're watching the podcast, share with your favorite real estate agent. I'm so grateful for growing that community and thank you for all your guys' help doing that. If anything I say resonates with you as it did with me when I left my dad's brokerage, definitely book a call with me, reagentwolfpack.com. We can talk about the exact feelings that I had when I made a brokerage shift and how leaving my dad's brokerage into the Wolfpack family changed my life and my business forever. All right, so let's get into it. So first point I'm going to take home from the Culture Code book is safety is the foundation in which cultures thrive. There is early on in the book, there's a uh, case study about uh, kind of an experiment or a test or trial that was done where <clears throat> a group of kindergartners, several groups of kindergartners, as well as several groups of college students were given 20 pieces of spaghetti, one yard of tape, one yard of string, and one large marshmallow. The task at hand was to build the tallest structure out of those supplies. Who do you think won? The group of kindergartners. And I thought about this, and I've been thinking about this a lot, actually. Why, why was that the case? Why was that a case across the study? Why was it an accurate you know, statistical finding? Well, when we're younger, we're pretty much, you know, we have, we have no qualms. We haven't been, you know, told how to do stuff or, you know, maybe we have been told how to do stuff, but we haven't been conditioned to, you know, be like, well, I can do this better or I'm smarter or whatever. They saw it as play and they collaborated together and they built this and they, they used their creativity. No one was shy to bring out a creative, you know, piece of advice or, you know, everyone was trying something and it was just like play. It was actually the collaboration of a group in a natural setting versus, you know, a college atmosphere where you overthink it and you think, what what are they going to think? And I don't want to say this because what if I'm wrong? And you don't have all of those preconceived notions that are entering your head. So safety is absolutely paramount. And you're like, well, when you're younger, you're not safe. Well, you feel safer interacting and you don't feel the criticism is First of all, you might not even know it's criticism if you're younger. Second of all, it's not in our nature to just naturally criticize people. As we move forward, there's almost a competition barrier or something that struggles, especially when you get in those groups. We've all been there. You know, I remember college groups and how it was such a struggle. You know, either there's 
everyone trying to do too much or take over or organization, all, all of the opinions and all of, all of the things matter. When you're a group of kindergartners, it doesn't really matter. And maybe that's the reason, you know, spaghetti and marshmallows and things, it was just seen as play and they actually achieved the common goal in a better way than obviously people had been much more trained or conditioned, in my opinion. But you just have to feel comfortable in your own skin. You have to feel valued. And this is something that is absolutely something on my mind every single day as I lead a group of agents of over 50 at the time of this recording to make sure that everyone feels valued. Let them speak up. Don't don't jump and answer all the questions. You know, I'll never forget, you know, when, you know, we have these calls in the Wolfpack and I'll talk about that in a second. But when we had a call with 250 agents on it, a mastermind, and three, four, five of my agents were speaking up on camera, participating in the much larger group, right? This, to me, proved that they felt safe in the environment, even though there was agents they don't even know from all across the world. They're speaking up, contributing, pouring into the group uh, based on their personal experiences. So that is really when safety comes together, you know, as something that that levels people up together. The next kind of takeaway I had was proximity to people is directly correlated to cohesion. And this is physical distance. And, you know, they said eight meters is kind of where that that takes place. Now, this is completely challenged by the Zoom revolution that that came from the pandemic. However, the frequency of communication and opportunities to, you know, be on camera and physically see people is is something that's a little bit different. Obviously, this book was written way back, you know, not too long ago, but definitely not in our Zoom era. And so how's that change, right? When, I, when I'm talking to my agents and we're bringing them into the Wolfpack, I'm like, turn your cameras on, plug in, ask questions, share wins. And the people that plug in, there's absolutely a direct correlation to the people that have success in real estate. We're in completely different markets. We're in completely different situations, right? We have completely different goals. We have completely different interests. But the fact of turning your camera on and plugging into the calls and speaking up and talking every once in a while has a direct correlation. It's because it's the physical, you see the common faces and you see people succeed. And, you know, when people are plugged in and, you know, looking at the camera and talking and and paying attention, then they're taking things from these calls. They're taking things from these amazing masterminds that we have every single week where top producers or Mike Sherrard or Connor are sharing, you know, their experiences and people are plugging into those. So that culture is absolutely piece a piece of it. And maybe physical proximity, maybe a little bit different with the Zoom era, but turning your camera on to me is a physical attribute. You're making that connection. You realize facial recognitions and expressions. You hear voices. And so that to me is kind of a physical proximity piece as well. And so that's that's something that maybe is kind of new age to this book, but it's very important because just being on the call with your name not showing, no camera, you know, sure, if you're a top producer and you're crushing it and you're doing something, whatever. But if for the newer agents, the agents that are just getting into the business, the ones that will absolutely plug in and turn on and take, you know, get something out of every single minute of the day that they possibly can are absolutely the ones that are succeeding. And so as you guys know, I'm, I'm an old basketball coach. So Greg Popovich, coach of the San Antonio Spurs, has been the coach of the San Antonio Spurs for a long time. Um, Back way back when, when the Spurs kind of legend started, they had a pretty good team. They had a guy named David Robinson, formal Naval Academy graduate, was an excellent all-star player, all pro. And he got hurt one year 
towards the end of his career. And that allowed the Spurs to have a poor season the season before. And then they drafted Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan played alongside David Robinson. They won championships. David Robinson then retired. And Tim Duncan continued to be, you know, the cornerstone to their success for many, many years. At the time of this recording, Tim Duncan's been retired for, you know, three, four years, whatever. Coach Popovich stayed. And he's he's literally a legend. Um, Coach Pop is known for just his his constant pursuit. He's he's now rebuilding the Spurs. They actually get the number one pick again. They're going to pick this kid from France who's a freak. And he's going to do it all over again. And the guy's, you know, 70-some years old, 60-some years old. I don't know. He's older. He's a veteran. He's been the coach of the Spurs for 20-some-odd years. And his his ability to build a culture is absolutely second to none. So in this book, they look at the three types of belonging cues that Coach Popovich used, you know, across his career and will continue to use and why his teams oftentimes aren't the most talented, but they are always the most cohesive and they have such success. And the first one is personal up-close connection, right? Body language, attention, and behavior. And he thinks that all of these things translate to I care about you. It's true, like you hear in the press conferences and all of the things, his relationship with his players is just a little different than kind of the mainstream, you know, coaching carousel that goes on. The players know that he cares about them by how he shows up, by his body language, by the words that he uses to talk to them and encourage them, as well as criticize them. And so that's that's number one of the belonging cues that he really does is his body language and his attention and his behavior overall makes them know that he cares about them. The next is performance feedback. It is relentless coaching and criticism in a way that translates that we have high standards here. You have the, you know, responsibility as a player for the San Antonio Spurs to meet these standards. And it is my job, if you don't meet these standards, to let you know, but also praise you when you do. Because if we have a standard and that's a baseline and it's only up from there, then the opportunity for success as a team and a culture is exponential, right? You have no idea where where you could go. And this is also pretty commonplace in, in the Denver Nuggets right now, the championship run here where you constantly see these guys and there's different players having career games in the NBA finals on the biggest stage that, you know, maybe didn't have, didn't show up, you know, at all really on the stat sheet for game one or two. And then all of a sudden Aaron Gordon blowing up in game five, you know, or four, um, and everybody's pitching in. It's a different story every single night. There's a star, there's a role player, and they're not always the same players. And they're constantly, you know, propped up by by the stars. And the stars are saying in press conferences, you know, what'd you say to Christian Braun after he had 15 points and, you know, is is now one of the top performances by a rookie in the NBA Finals? Nikola Jokic, the two-time MVP, the best player on the team, says, I went up to him after the game. I told him he was the reason we won. That's a superstar in the NBA saying that thing. And that's all from Mike Malone and the coaching piece of there. But back to Popovich, the relentless coaching and commitment to a standard. Again, since this is a book review of the Culture Code, I'm going to point out I just did a review on Relentless by Tim Grover, which also has some basketball connections there. Uh, check that one out. That's video right there. I just tagged it. So look at that and you'll hear all of these kind of things echoed. The relentless pursuit of excellence is something that not everybody has. But if a leader has a 
it makes it a lot easier, right? Michael Jordan, obviously greatest basketball player in history, was the leader, but he, his biggest, what he's known for and what people talk about today is his standard that he held Scottie Pippen and Bill Cartwright and Bill Winnington and BJ Armstrong and the whole crew too. In fact, there's a documentary on ESPN all about exactly this, his relentless pursuit of a standard. So check that one out for sure. And the next is the big picture perspective, right? Build those relationships outside of basketball. Basketball is just a game. These people get paid millions of dollars to do it. And Coach Pop is able to build those relationships. But it's not only about basketball. It's about their family. It's about politics. It's about common interests, food that they eat, events they go to, concerts, you know, all of these things. If you're able to make that connection, you're absolutely on the next level. And you're giving these belonging cues that matter, right? A story that I've told on the channel when we won a state championship at Valor Christian, uh, Coach Pockner and I, not Coach Pop, Coach Pockner and I um, left Devlin High School among some other coaches that came with us and some other coaches that were already there that were on our staff. And year one, we lost in the state championship. You know, it was just like a get to know you year. We were extremely talented. Year two, we won in the state championship. What do we have to do? We had to, you know, if I told you what the practices look like um, from from Devlin, the years we were losing in the lead eight and had, you know, uber successful seasons, but never got over the mountaintop and how we ran practices and what we did there to what we did at Valor Christian in the state playoff run, completely different story. We canceled practice. We, you know, did some archery practice. We did kickball. We went to a movie. We did all kinds of things in that run because practice wasn't what we needed. We need that relationship, that trust, you know, that connection. And we were able to do that and absolutely bulldoze through the entire, you know, state championship run because we just connected outside of the basketball court. We were still during practice time, still all that stuff, but it was just a little bit different. We had all the skills we needed to win a state championship in both years. It wasn't until we connected with them and they trusted us that we trusted them that, you know, they performed at their elite level and absolutely dominated in the state championships. So all of these things are just coming together in the camaraderie and building things that are bigger than basketball, lifelong relationships, which is exactly why I build my real estate business just like that. I want lifelong relationships with my clients. I don't call them leads. I say, let's start with a conversation and let's build a lifelong relationship. So at the end of the day, all of this boils down to communication. It's not always rah-rah. It's not always harsh criticism. The way you communicate and the way you show up as a leader is huge. And everything you do is a form of communication. Your body language, you know, how you start your day, how you treat your family, how you treat your friends, how you treat people that interview, how you treat people that leave, right? All of these things are absolutely a piece of who you are and don't think that you're not being watched and that everything you do affects the culture. And it's, I'm not here to put a bunch of pressure on you as a leader or anything like that. But if you really think about it and you get yourself right and you're able to communicate in all forms of the word communication, your culture will eventually follow and follow suit. Right. You can't lead without having been there. Right. You can't lead a bunch of real estate agents to success without having some form of system and process. It might not be selling houses, right? Connor Steinbrook, Mike Sherrard's, you know, sponsor was a completely different story. He's only sold one house in his entire life. But what he has done is build a freakishly successful 
you know, real estate investing business. And he can translate that and he can lead and he can show up and talk about building a business and building an organization, which now pays him, you know, upwards of, you know, five to six figures a month, just because he's showing up as a leader, constantly pouring in, constantly communicating and constantly meeting agents where they are at, where they they need the, the support. So communication is absolutely key in the end. Um, the energy and the ability to communicate with the Wolfpack has absolutely, you know, changed my business. I was a top producer at my dad's brokerage, right? I left my dad's brokerage. The minute I came to the Wolfpack, I realized that it was more of a family atmosphere than the traditional brick and mortar brokerage. It's constricted by geography. So everybody in that office that I would go talk to or I knew competes in the same market that I do. Right. It's not like there was a bunch of jerks in that office. However, the ability to expand and go global and enter into this, you know, five, six, seven hundred person group at the time, which is now almost two thousand agents, um, was was paramount to my success. Being able to talk to people that are hundred million dollar producers and have teams and maybe brokers that came over, you know, that have different experiences within the real estate industry absolutely leveled me up. And they say you're the average of the five people you surround yourself with. I'm at a much higher average than I was back at the old place, being a top producer, absolutely crushing it, successful, absolutely. But now I have access and camaraderie and collaboration with some of the top producers in the real estate space because I'm part of this group and and the collaboration actually absolutely lights me on fire and it challenges me and I want to catch this person. I want to catch that person. I want to do this. I want to do that. And that is that is a testament to the culture that Mike Sherrard and Connor Steinbrook have built. And if you're interested, again, please check that link below. I'd love to talk to you about that. If that's the missing piece to your real estate success, I would love to be a part of your story. I would love to partner with you and absolutely level up your business and build a culture that you want to build for your family, for your life, for your agents, whatever that looks like. So I hope you guys have a great day. Communication is king. Go pick up the culture code. It's a great, you know, story based, you know, book about building appropriate culture and ultimately gets back to the the nitty gritty of communication and how you show up. So please like, comment, subscribe, share with your favorite real estate agent. I cannot wait to connect with you. Um, and have a good day. Bye-bye.